Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. We're getting that small trailer ready. Oh yeah, we're we are. ready to go. We're hitting the road, baby. But thankfully. also, while we're getting ready to hit the road, we're also doing, you know, those wintry holiday things that people do, like look at Christmas lights and... We went to the River of Lights at the Albuquerque Biopark this week. Yeah, that that was was really nice. Well, funny thing, friends from Northern California were in town, and I saw that she posted about the gas prices here in New Mexico, which are really nice. And I'm like, are you in town? Oh, yeah. And then next thing you know, hey, we have tickets to the River of Lights at the Albuquerque Biopark. Want to go? So we did. So we met up with them and that was super fun. I remember when I was a kid and like in December when people started decorating their yards, my mom would drive us through like the kind of ritzier, fancier neighborhoods to look at, check out all the... Christmas lights. Yeah, I remember that we couldn't afford to put up. (laughs) I remember those neighborhoods where people just went nuts with lights. Speaking of which, where we used to used to used to live in El Segundo, (laughs) there is a thing called Candy Cane Lane, and it is legitimately in their purchase contract. Purchase contract that they have to decorate for the holidays right? right and i mean that whole street it's only a block long they block it off and decorate the living heck out of it and it's pretty elaborate and really enjoyable well we watched a movie with eddie murphy about candy cane lane and there were so many references to el segundo right and they even drove through el segundo you see several times the old town music hall where we actually got married yeah so it was a fun blast from the past now tony called it and i verified candy cane lane wasn't actually on candy cane lane it was at a studio or something but most of the el segundo scenes were el segundo yeah it was it was pretty cool to see all and that it's kind of a fun little movie too yeah so if you have a chance it's on amazon i believe check it out it's a fun holiday movie and it it had a lot of nostalgia for us because of el segundo yeah so so to go outside and walk around river of lights and stuff i was really happy that i recently took a tip from my friend mickey and bought a big heavy warm cozy lovely coat so i stayed (laughs) nice and warm and then today i saw something posted that said and i want to steal it the snuggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, it's fun to do all that holiday stuff. And that River of Lights was was pretty impressive. I also remember back in Northern California at the Mendocino Botanical Gardens, they do something fairly similar as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool. Hopefully there's something like that near wherever you are 
at or the maybe moment. you live on your town's version of Candy Cane Lane. Yeah, and, and you everyone, have to and you don't have to go anywhere to see the decorations. <laughs> <laughs> you are the decoration. Right, you can see them from the comfort of your living room window. <laughs> well, I also, I mean, fooey on that. I love when people decorate their RVs for the holidays, like yes. Halloween or, of course, Christmas and such. You know what? We have our fun and friendly stressless campers Facebook group. Heck, share some of the photos of what's yeah, around you. That would be if great. you're yeah, if you're in your RV park or wherever and people are decorating, we'd love to see what people are up to. So share those there if For you sure. would please. Yeah. Of course, you know, you can actually power your holiday lighting with your ABC Upfitters power package. Uh-huh. It is quite a capable system. We have our trailer sitting outside now granted there is a little bit of snow here in New Mexico, but not much. Not much. So our panels are exposed to the sun and just charging away. Refrigerator is running. Oh, actually, you... I turned it off and cleaned it, and I need to go turn it back on. Oh, bloody. So okay. Start, so we can start loading well, it up. There we go. I, it took me a while to figure out how to turn that off. <laughs> yeah, our Dometic fridge. Anyway, our system is charged and happy and ready to go. It's such an impressive system. It, as we prepare for months on the road, which is what we're doing right now, and hopefully we'll see you out there. Yes. One of the things we just don't worry about is that power package from ABC Upfitters. I mean, you know, you worry about, oh, are the tires inflated and is everything adjusted and all that. But the power package is just, it's a no worries system. It works. It does as it just promised. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. It's not something that we check up on, that we have to plan for, that we have to adjust or fiddle with. It's a solar lithium power system for RVs that just does the job. That's not something that I hear a lot right. in different places, but it's something we experience on a regular basis. So if you would like your own solar and lithium system that just work, give the folks at ABC Upfitters a call. And I have been giving out the wrong number for them. No wonder they haven't been getting any calls. No, they actually have. <laughs> I've been giving out the business name number, but ABC Upfitters has a specific number. Right. And that number is 574-333-3225. And I have some really incredible news. They are offering some significant savings on the solar and lithium systems if you book by the end of the year to go and have your RV upfitted. Excellent. So it can be as much as 25% off, which is a huge savings. Wow. And there are some other deals and they can explain that all to you. That's also in our show notes at stressescamping.com and there's a link to ABC Upfitters there. So give so, yourself the gift of power. Boy, in that, <laughs> a, yeah, that's for sure. And save a whole bunch save of money a in lot the process. Of money. ABC Upfitters have just served us so well and again 574-333-3225 or just look at our show notes for abc upfitters you know last week we talked about what we think are kind of camping and boondocking essentials some of the gadgets that i recommend always when people ask what are the essentials and those are kind of the things that we talk about but just to kind of follow up on that theme <laughs> We what about got some more. of that really fun stuff that isn't necessarily essential, but makes our lives, our camping so much easier and 
more comfortable and less stress. Oh. <laughs> so I thought this week maybe we'll follow up from last week and we'll just add some fun gear that we really like. Well, and some of this is essential. Well, yeah, because coffee is essential. <laughs> it right? really is. And we, I don't know how we missed this last week. Right, because well, we, we really do consider this essential. Now, there are lots and lots of ways to make coffee. Obviously, this is our very most favoritist way. You know, if you are a Keurig person, then maybe you don't find this essential. But if you boondock a lot, well, I guess now that we have the power package, I can't say you can't no, but, use a Keurig. But. Right, but <laughs> but the thing is, we have gotten so used to using the AeroPress, which is like a French press, but one that's really easy to clean. Super easy to clean. And we love it so much that after we come back from a trip, we usually bring it in the house and use it while we wean ourselves back onto the... Very good quality electric coffee maker, but we just love that AeroPress coffee so well, much. Well, and, and the trick is you boil the water or you heat up the water to 190 degrees if you're a true nerd. So you can do that with whatever stove or campfire right. or whatever you have that you can, I mean, heck, put a metal container in the engine compartment of your vehicle and heat <laughs> it up suppose. that way. I don't know, whatever, whatever suits you. So all you need is hot water and coffee grounds. The AeroPress doesn't require electricity or anything like that. And it just makes great coffee. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? Camping is experiencing the things that you really love in a different setting. So you don't have to have terrible coffee, right. even if you like boondocking and don't yet have your ABC Upfitters power package. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, whatever, however you're camping. Right. But now the important thing is, I mean, the AeroPress makes really great coffee, but you can't make really great coffee unless you start with really great coffee. So it's important to buy good beans. We buy whole beans and we grind them. Now, when we're at home, we do that every single day. We do that on a daily basis. And for a while, while we were camping, we would either buy the bag of beans and grind it in the store. Beans tend to degrade after they've been ground. And, right. you know, like a few hours later is no big deal. But if you have a giant bag of coffee, by the time you get to the last cup... Yeah, it's or the not last, as fresh yeah. anymore. But the beans stay fresh a lot longer. And so what we recently bought is a battery-powered coffee grinder. And it's... It's from Mull? Molly. Molly? Okay. Again, there's a whole bunch of them out there. You know, I kind of looked at Amazon and this one had lots of great reviews. It's rechargeable, so we can use it until it dies and then charge it up. And uh, we won't use it outside by the campfire because we're not Billy Crystal and we don't want to cause a stampede. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, before this electric coffee grinder... We did bring a manual coffee grinder, which oh we got tired of very quickly. It literally took as long to grind beans for one cup of coffee as it did to boil water for a cup of yeah. coffee. And the funny and thing is, it's a lot is, of work. <laughs> you know, me being me, I thought, well, it's got a handle at the top. <laughs> Why wouldn't I just take the electric drill that I always have with me to raise and lower the stabilizers and run it off that? I was surprised. It did not work well at all. No. The results were lousy. Yeah. So this is a lot better solution. The Mully battery-powered coffee grinder. So we're very excited that now we can grind our coffee each day the way it's supposed to be. And you know what that reminds me of? 
It's very similar to our battery-powered blender. Well, that's true. The battery-powered blender that we have is also... I'm surprised at how good this stuff has gotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make margaritas with yeah. these battery-powered blenders or smoothies or whatnot. This battery-powered coffee grinder is very similar in size and format to that battery-powered Cuisinart blender. Yeah. So speaking of that, you know, we have talked about that before, the Cuisinart battery-powered blender. Very, very handy. It comes with its own sort of cup. So if you do make a smoothie or a margarita, I guess, you can drink (laughs) it right out of that cup as long as no one's waiting to use it for their smoothie or their margarita. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And again, you know, you could charge it up. I mean, we have these GoPower solar panels, portable solar panels that we can use, and they have a USB output on them and so you could literally charge this stuff with the sun if that's your thing and here's just a little quick tip if you have a blender any blender battery powered or the big giant one on your counter at home the easiest way to clean that is to put a couple drops of dish soap and some water and blend your soap that way the blades will spin around in that soapy water and you will have nice clean blades without sticking your hand in there and trying to cut your fingers <laughs> yeah and, and by the way don't put your hand in there when it's running good tip <laughs> our next item we use these things so much it's crazy in fact as you may know we're at our sticks and bricks at the moment and i see three of these right here on my desk and they're nike <laughs> eyes gear ties and what they are Okay, if you were a kid and you had one of those bendy gumbies, <laughs> they are the they're tie wrap equivalent yeah, of that. They're like a, you know, a wire inside tie wrap, but they're covered in a good rubber coating with thicker rubber tips so the metal doesn't end up poking out, which it often does in that sort of a thing. Yeah, who didn't <laughs> get sad when your Gumby leg, the metal thing inside broke? Yeah, so they're so handy. And we've got lengths from like an inch and a half to like 12 inch sizes. They're kind of color coded so you can tell, you know, about how big it's going to be before you. And I have used them I've even used them as a hair tie in oh, a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've tied up cables, cords, and I've fixed stuff with it. I've put a GoPro on a tripod with them. They're pretty universally useful. I have I have a box of spray cleaners and lubes and stuff in the back of the truck, and I used one to tie that box to one of the tie downs in the pickup bed. So that the box didn't fly around all over the place. Yep. I mean, they're <laughs> the super useful thing that's cheap and well worth having all the time. And when you put your GoPro on a oh. arm so that you can see above, you hooked it to a Mr. Long arm, right? I did. So as I've often said, if you want to know the laziest way to accomplish a task, I am your man. <laughs> and... One of the things as an RV owner, or if you have an RV, that you're going to want to do fairly regularly is inspect the roof because all that flexible sealant, it's not the roof membrane, it's the flexible sealants that are a failure point. Yep. And you want to look at those regularly to make sure that they're still in good shape. Well, the normal person way to do that is to go up on a ladder and walk around on the roof and look at them, right? Yeah, I know. That's not, not the Tony happening. way. So I take this Mr. Long arm and it's a it's like an extendable pole. 
and I stick the GoPro on it with one of those Night Eyes gear ties, and I record a video of the roof of our RV, and then I have those as a point of reference, so if I see seals deteriorating, I can fix that. But what I really bought this Mr. Longarm extendable pole for was cleaning the solar panels because, again... The normal person way is to go up on the roof with some window cleaner and clean your solar panels. Mm. The Tony way <laughs> is with this Mr. Longarm pole and an RV slide-out sweep, which is basically a plastic U. Yep. And cleaning cloths from almost heaven microfiber. Yeah, so the slide-out sweep is, a, as Tony said, a U-shape. And it's threaded, so you screw one end into the Mr. Longarm like a broom handle. The other end, you can put a mop head or a broom head or an almost heaven cleaning head, then you can reach from the ground. You know, it's easy to reach because the pole extends up, the Mr. Longarm, and then the slide out sweep curves back down. So you've got a great angle to stand on the ground and sweep the roof. And also not just the solar panels, but because it's called slide out sweep, you might guess also the top of your slide out before you put it in, because if any gunk has fallen on the roof of your slide out, you don't want that ruining your seal or getting in your RV. Yeah, that's another thing I use it for is I take the GoPro and I use those night eyes gear ties and I attach the GoPro to the pole and I look at the roof of the slide out because remember that what is on the roof of your slide when it's out is now inside your RV when it's in. Mm -hmm. And so I always look at what's on top of the slide before I bring it in. And that's another thing is with these night ice gear ties, Mr. Longarm pole. And then if I there are leaves or branches or whatnot, I use that RV slide out sweep attachment and sweep off the top of the slide and bing, bang, boom, ready for ready travel. To move. So Tony is... <laughs> A mosquito magnet. Yeah, if there's one in the county, it's going to call its friends and come find me. <laughs> we have tried lots and lots of sprays and methods and gadgets. Tony has found the thermocell. They don't bother me that much, so I don't get it out unless he's there. But when he, when we're outside and the mosquitoes are outside, Tony gets that thermocell and can sit outside in comfort. Yeah, it's the only thing I've found that actually keeps the mosquitoes away. Now, right now, you know, being winter, right. we're not really that concerned about mosquitoes. Although yesterday... <laughs> At the River of Lights, oh, yeah. Bill and Eileen saw hummingbird lights that were flapping their wings and they asked, and Bill oh my gosh, it was mosquitoes. do you have mosquitoes here? <laughs> no, no, no. Those are hummingbirds. <laughs> That's right. I call them dragonflies. And then I had to go around the corner to actually see dragonflies. There so. we go. Well, they did have long, you know, like proboscis or whatever and flapping yeah. wings. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but anyway, this thermocell keeps them away. And another way to keep them away is we bought a Lippert screen tent, which is an is it octagonal or hexagonal? I don't know. Uh, I think it's, it's six. Is it? Okay, so it's hexagonal. <laughs> I put a hex on you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, so we bought that last summer when we were in Michigan, or when we were going to Michigan. Yeah, at the And we were warned rally. about the bugs. We would put that up at our camp almost every time we did that. 
It doesn't have a floor, so it's very easy to put up. It's just like a pop-up It's like tent. a, yeah, what are those? Clam tent, but it's the Lippert version. Yeah. And honestly, it is really easy to pop up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's surprising. I did do it myself once, just yeah. to prove to myself that I could do it. It's a little easier with two, but I could do it. The other neat thing is when it is popped down, ready for travel, it does actually fit back in its own bag. Yes. And it comes with its own bag. Yes. It has screens, but you can put up tenty walls on it. I mean, you could use this as a tent. Sure. And we may. We might. But it's a pretty neat gadget and we like it. So something that did work for me, but didn't seem to work for Tony, was insect repellent that was made by Grandpa Gus. But also made by Grandpa Gus is something that we can't live without oh yeah we (laughs) totally swear by this and that is the mouse repellents and they there's a spray and then there's also these pouches like sachets and they are filled with essentially peppermint satchels satchels no the sachet is like a little bag you put in it your is? drawer. To I thought your... sachet was when you walked funny. Well, there's that too. <laughs> anyway, little pouches since they're like burlap. So maybe they're not yeah. foo-foo enough to be Whatever a sachet. They, are, yeah. they have things like peppermint oil and cinnamon oil. There's so much talk about stuff to keep mice out. And really the best way to keep mice out is to close off all the holes that let the mice in. Okay, so in Northern California, our house was among the wineries. And there were so many mice because they eat the grapes, right? Mm -hmm. Now here, we're in the desert where there's so many rodents because there are. (laughs) And we have never, knock on wood, come in, who is it? (laughs) Oh, right, we're knocking on wood. We have not had a mouse problem. Now, we clean the trailer bef- you know, when we are finished with it. Yeah. But still, we put these Grandpa Gus mouse repellent pouches and have never seen evidence of rodents in the trailer at all. No, and so what I do is take, not only put the pouches inside, but I use the spray and I kind of spritz the tires so they don't even want to they don't even like the smell of the tires so they won't climb up the tires and find that hole in the bottom of the trailer yeah so far so good we've been very pleased with this and it actually works and you might say well why don't i just use peppermint oil or whatever myself somehow they've managed to make this stuff last a long time i don't know what they've done but like i say it it's one of those things that just seems to work. And by the way, peppermint and cinnamon, I happen to love both of those scents. And so I like using those even if I'm not worried about mice, just because they make the camper smell good. Yeah, they, <laughs> I really, it almost smells like Christmas to me. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a very pleasant smell for us two-legged critters, but not for those little rodenties. Okay, so let's step inside and look step at a couple inside. of things. A couple of things that we find super, super useful in the kitchen. And there's three. We have silicone collapsible storage bowls with lids that are microwave safe. So there's a little, what do you call it, little vent thing in the lid to make it microwaveable. Yeah, those square ones we bought at Quartzsite. Yes, they come in round, square, and rectangle. So we don't have round, but we have squares and we have rectangles. Again, color-coded by size, super useful. We keep our leftovers in. We can reheat things in them. One of them is specifically the butter dish. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the yellow, yellow one. The, yep, surprise. the yellow rectangle is the butter dish when we're RVing. 
And then another thing, also a silicone product, is storage bags. And they are, again, made of silicone, super light, collapsible. Actually, they're really nice because when you aren't using them, you kind of roll them up, snap the top closed, and then there's like a little loop that keeps it from unrolling. So it stores itself in like a little tube. They're neat. And you can microwave them and all that stuff being silicone. Right. And they're, so they're pretty liquid proof. So you can even put, you know, like leftover soup or something in one. So those are really nice. And again, lightweight, easy to store. And then the third thing, and these all, like if you go to one of quote unquote, those booths, you probably yeah. find all three of these things in one booth. Yeah, but <laughs> potentially. I've noticed that we've looked at some, and some are like cheap copies of the right, real stuff. Right, right, yeah. And again, if you're heading to Quartzite, you'll find all these things there. Sure. The third thing, then, is called a grip stick, and it's like a, it's like a bag clip, essentially. And it's long like a straw. It's hard to describe. It's a straw with a stick in the inside. And it slides onto a folded over like plastic bag, like you're all the freezer vegetables and stuff. So you can, or cereal bags, you can fold those over and slide this grip stick on it. And then it seals your bag better than a clip that only, you know, just seal, there's clips in the middle or whatever. We have articles about all these things. So we'll put links in the show notes. This is podcast episode 232. And if you go to stressescamping.com slash podcast slash 0232, you'll find links to all of the articles and pictures and all of that about those goodies and even places to buy them if you want them, which I think you should because they're awesome. Right. Or if you're going to Quartzsite or going pretty much to any of the RV shows where they have booths. I mean, we've even found things at state fairs. I think the grip sticks we first found at our county fair. So they're also good for the house, but they're nice for the camper because they're small and they're lightweight and they're easy to store and super useful. Again, color coded by size. Yeah, uh, that's pretty slick. We see a lot of people requesting tire pressure monitoring systems, and the optimal ones are the ones that are inside the tire just because they don't affect the balance and all that stuff, and they don't tend to fly off. But we did get to test a tire pressure monitoring system that just screws onto the valve stems of the tires. It was not expensive, and it worked reasonably well. If you're looking for a tire pressure monitoring system. We have a link in our articles about one that we tested that we thought was reasonably decent and pretty affordable. Another item that we have found sort of indispensable, (laughs) and believe me, we've tried various different ones. So we (laughs) like this. So we think it's so nice. We bought it twice. Right. The Kurt aluminum tray style bike rack. We had one and last summer... Well, now a year, almost a year and a half ago, if you don't know, we got rear-ended. The bike rack and our two electric bikes were on the back of the trailer, naturally, and so they all got smashed. Now, we got a new trailer, and we tried getting a different bike rack, and we were not pleased at all. We ended up using it for chairs because we didn't trust our bikes back there. And so we decided that the only way for us is the Kurt aluminum tray style bike. Yeah, it's just solid. It's easy to get the bikes on and off. It flips up for storage if there's not bikes on it. It's very well made. I can't say enough about how much I like this bike rack. 
and it goes on the back of our travel trailer. I asked Kurt because that's not always legit. Some bike racks say don't put it on the back of a travel trailer. And Kurt was okay with it. I specifically asked about that. And the first bike rack went thousands of miles without an issue until it got rear-ended. None of these bike racks seem to be good for being rear-ended. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't very many things at all out there on the road that are happy with being rear-ended. Imagine oddly that. Oddly enough. Yeah. That's the Kurt Trace-style aluminum bike rack. A couple of years ago, we interviewed Tom from RV Sauna. He actually uses his sauna because he had Lyme disease. And sauna is, I guess, very, I don't know, it doesn't heal anything, but it helps with symptoms of of. Lyme disease. Now we don't have that problem, but we do have that sauna. And I got to tell you that in the winter time, when it's cold, 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 and I can't get warm, I go turn that sauna on for 10 minutes. It's like sitting in an insulated bag and only your head sits out. Yeah, which is funny looking, by the way. So it's not like one of those saunas where you're completely inside it. Your head is actually outside of this. So you could still watch TV <laughs> or read or whatever. You know, there's like, there's actually... Listen to podcasts. You can listen to podcasts. There's actually two zippers that you can stick your hand out if you need to get out for some reason. But anyway, you know, I spend 10 minutes in that infrared sauna and it warms up my core and just, it is a winter necessity. I don't care if you're in the camper or in the house. It is a winter necessity. It's made to be portable. So it rolls up into a bag and it comes with its own chair and super, super great for We've getting warm. We've seen someone at a campground, the yes. KOA in yeah. Palm Springs, with one of these sitting outside using it. So yeah. it is legitimately a portable RV, you know, RV friendly sauna. Now it does, of course, require household power. Sure. But aside from that, it's kind of a cool thing. And yeah, it's a funny. warm thing. Yeah. Well, that's true. I <laughs> guess you it know, is. Yeah. The snuggle is real. <laughs> the snuggle is real. And we have a full interview with Tom. We'll share a link to that in the show notes. Now, if it's opposite problem and you're too warm... Well, first of all, the next two items are things that right now have to be pre-installed on your RV, but that's changing quickly. So these are not things we have or use. They're things Correct. we really, really want. <laughs> right. They're things I saw at the RV open house. I've talked about them before. So, okay. So something that frustrates the daylights out of me are RV air conditioners. And RV air conditioners are typically very inefficient they're loud. It's an old-fashioned technology, and it has been because there's no incentive to change, right? You typically go to an RV park and plug in and use all the power that you paid for. Sure. However, there are more and more of us who want to be off the grid but still want to have the option of using an air conditioner. So what I'm going on about <laughs> is the Furion Chill Cube, which was an air conditioner I saw that is remarkably efficient. I saw it at open house and it's funny because I I described this before I was in an RV where it was a prototype and this thing was running because RV open house, it was warm and I'm talking to the rep and all of a sudden I'm like, is the air conditioner running? Yeah. And it's so quiet and so efficient so I wrote an article about it, and I even gave it an award. Yes. So the Furion Chill Cube is one of those gadgets that I hope I see more of, and I'm 
sure other companies will be copying. I know the Truma Aventa is also a remarkably efficient air conditioner. So it looks like a promising future for staying cool, dudes. And what's the other? Well, the other one is something that both Lippert and Bosch have. And Bosch is selling theirs through Dexter, which makes axles and chassis and, and that sort of stuff. And Lippert just came up with this on their own, and it's anti-lock braking for trailers. Now, I would be shocked if whatever vehicle you're driving does not have anti-lock braking and sway control and that sort of stuff built in, Mm -hmm. especially since it's a law. (laughs) But trailers are, again, trailers are still in the 70s. And fortunately, both Lippert and Bosch have come up with an anti-lock braking system and I have an article, I think, you know, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, check out the article because there's videos. Those videos show how remarkably better the trailer handles with the brakes applied with these systems versus not with these systems. Great. They have some other functions too, like they'll track mileage and, and that sort of stuff. But it is something that is going to be available in the aftermarket. Well, it is now. It's just really expensive, but I perceive it will become more common and less expensive. And I think it's game-changing in terms of RV handling. Excellent. So that's our secondary list of things that aren't essential, except, you know, some of them are (laughs) to us, (laughs) but just really handy, helpful, wonderful gadgets to help make your experience more stressless. Where would I find this stuff? You can find pretty much all that stuff on our deals and discounts page. Now, some of it you'll find direct links and some of it you will find on our Amazon link. Now, on our Amazon link, we do have a RV Essentials shopping list for you. And I just want to remind you that if you use the Amazon link, it'll give you some tips of things that we find useful. But also, you won't change what you're going to pay or how your experience is going to be. But if you use the link on our website, we get a little bit of a bonus for sending you to Amazon. And so, if you would please... If you're going to buy from Amazon, and you don't even have to buy RV gear. If you're buying gifts for the season and you want to get something from Amazon, just go in and click out of our page into Amazon, and then you won't notice a difference, but we will, and we appreciate that. Amazon basically want to see that we're referring people and that we get a teeny tiny piece of the pie and it helps support this podcast and all of that so thank you thank you yes and most of the other items that we have talked about if they're not amazon link they are links right in our deals and discounts page and for the most part there's a discount on them yeah now something to know we only put things on our deals and discounts page that we believe are quality that we use regularly or would use we don't just take deals and discounts on just anything and believe me we do get a lot of requests for right hey you know put a link for our whatever 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 yeah and we're like yeah no it's not something we think we would like or use regularly or that we want to put our name behind we're we're pretty picky because really we're here to serve you 
So how about if you tell us your favorite RV this week? Well, I wrote a review on RV travel of the Forest River Surveyor Legend 203 RKLE. What a name. As you probably know, if there's a floor plan that a company comes up with and it's a great floor plan, believe me, everyone's (laughs) going to copy it. The first time you and I saw this, it was a Grand Design 17 RK LE, I think. I don't remember. The one with the countertop from the door to the back wall. Right. And do you remember why we didn't buy that trailer? There was a few reasons. There were a few (laughs) reasons, but one of those was with the slide in, you could not use the Murphy bed. Ah, that's okay. So in this Forest River Surveyor Legend 203 RKLE, you can. So it does have a Murphy bed, but you can leave the bed down all the time. So the trailer is fully usable with the bed down, slide in or out, doesn't matter. I like a lot of the stuff that they have done. It's got a giant countertop, basically the length from the door all the way to the back of the trailer, like all of the ones that have this floor plan. But just the way they've configured things makes this a very usable version. And another thing that's pretty neat about this, and I'm starting to see this more and more, it does have a small outside kitchen, and that outside kitchen has a little fridge and what they call a dog bowl sink, which is just a bowl that you can use with the outdoor shower and then a flat top griddle. And some of these, you pull the griddle out. Well, now you have to reach over the griddle to get to the fridge, and that's just not good. Whereas this, the griddle kind of, you pull out the tray, put that dog bowl sink in, and then another tray slides out to the side. So what you're reaching over to get to the fridge is the sink. And then you're not burning your guts. So it's just a nicely designed but small outdoor kitchen. There's a lot of thought that went into this version of their floor plan. And I think of all of these, I might like this one the best. Now what I didn't like, it has a Murphy bed and a windshield. And it's like, come Uh. on, RV industry. What in the wide, wide world of sports are you thinking? You know, you have the windshield when you don't want it and no windshield when you do. Right, because when the bed is up during the day, you can't see out the window. Yeah. When the bed is down, you want to sleep, light's shining through the window. Yeah, it's just, it's double dumb. So let's all create a magical earth where there's no (laughs) windshields in travel trailers unless they have a front kitchen. And yeah. no more 17-inch ovens either because they oh, are... come on now. <laughs> they're horrible. And 4-inch fart fans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, those three things and only Goodyear and, Endurance and, and, Tires. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can keep going forever. And this does have Goodyear Endurance Tires. That's right. Okay. So if you... If you rely on me to plan your weekly meals, I'm sorry that I I am not good at making that weekly recipe post like I try to be, but I did do it this week. I made something that I'm calling Swiss chicken because it has Swiss cheese on it. And, and I didn't, it's chicken. And it's chicken. And it's, oh gosh, it was so delicious. It I want to make it again. It was. Now, here's the caveat. Peggy made it in the air fryer. I did. And I am surprised by how many of you have told us you bring the air fryer in your RV. But you could make but it. But you can bake it. I mean, yeah. it, literally the recipe that I stole, <laughs> that I modified, is 
an oven recipe. You can bake it. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I think we have. In our house, we took out our gas stove slash oven. Because I'm nuts. (laughs) And we use induction cooktop and we use our convection microwave for a lot of our baking, but we also use the air fryer because it's way easier. and And I mean, we also use our pellet smoker well sure but it was snowing last week so yeah we yeah we weren't going outside to, to run the barbecue so i could have done this in a regular oven and i think you know the recipe says this you know put it in a in cast iron put it over the fire pit if you're good at maintaining heat levels i'm not so good at that and i wouldn't trust baking chicken but that's me i'm not that good at it doesn't matter how you cook it what matters is those delicious creamy layers on top Yum, yum. When what are they? Well, it's the Swiss cheese. Yeah. And then there is a, what we call the plop. Ah. <laughs> the goop. The plop. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. It's a combination of mayonnaise and sour cream and some herbs and seasonings. And you actually put that on the chicken with the Swiss cheese and then like let it all bake. And so Tony and I, when we have fondue, we fight over that last bite that's right over the heat that we call the burn. And it's that like scorched cheese. And if you cook your Swiss chicken right, you'll get that burn on top of the cheese. Oh, so good. (laughs) Well, and something that we have almost all the time in the freezer are bone-in chicken thighs because they're cheap, they're delicious, they smoke well. Yeah, they're super and all of that. easy. So that's what Peggy used. But you could use, I think, chicken I think it would be even easier whatever. to eat because bone-in thighs, I tend to pick up and eat with my hands. This is not a hand food. You have to use a knife and fork to get the Swiss chicken. And then I felt like I was missing out on some chicken because I can't cut close to the bone. (laughs) Oh, well, it was still good. It was still good, but I would just, I might use boneless for this recipe. So what would you drink with your Swiss chicken? Well, as I asked last week on the question of the week, what is your favorite hot beverage to warm your insides when it's cold outside? Now, a lot of people said coffee. And (laughs) I have to say, coffee is our number one hot beverage, of course. Oh, yeah. But there's also a limit to how much caffeine we can handle. And sometimes the days are too cold for that amount of caffeine. And so I have to come up with an alternative. For me, it's a hot herbal tea. Now, we had some great answers. And like I said, a lot of people answered coffee. But I'm going to kind of go through the ones that were not coffee. (laughs) Well, Flavored coffee. Some of y'all are having a good time out there. <laughs> Hot chocolate, great option. I We just kind of don't keep that around because of the calories, but I love good hot chocolate. And someone even mentioned that they might put a couple spoonfuls of peppermint vodka or peppermint something in their hot chocolate. Yum. Oh, baby. You know, that with some marshmallow cream on top. Hey, Ooh, yeah. La, la. Irish coffee if they're not driving. <laughs> Mocha cappuccino, maybe a little Bailey's Irish cream in your house. That's chocolate. what I had last night at Rivers of Light. Yes. Mike likes to drink a little Tom and Jerry's in the evening. Oh, Chuck's the one that puts a spoonful of peppermint vodka in his hot chocolate because he doesn't like coffee. Weirdo. <laughs> Actually, I know a few people I'm who kidding. don't drink of coffee. Of course, I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. Hot chocolate with marshmallow, mulled wine, loose leaf tea. Kimberly likes glog, and I had to ask her what that was, and it's a warm, spiced red wine, and in Denmark, they serve it with almonds and raisins. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, Charlene apparently is not feeling well because currently her hot beverage of choice is Mucinex. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Chocolate, tea, espresso, ghost pepper vodka warms up your insides. Wait, what? I can imagine. That's Paul, by the way. He'll probably oh, have course. some to share with of you. Of course it is. <laughs> Mexican coffee is like Irish coffee, but it's tequila instead of whiskey. Well, we've had those Mexican mochas, you know, one of those mocha drinks, but they put like hot chocolate powder or whatever and chili. Yeah. Yeah, and so those that's, are, that, you know, yeah, that's, that's not yeah. an alcohol drink, but that is one of my favorite mochas is a Aztec or Mexican, you know, that's it's it. named it's different. Mocha, yeah. It's named different depending on what store you go to, but the ones with the little bite of spice in them. Mm, yeah. Yo like bad. What? So what thank you for answering is? and yeah. I hope you I hope you're all staying warm and keeping your insides warm to keep your outside warm. This week I was just kind of curious what movie must you watch in December? Like, what <coughs> is... <Die> <clears throat> Excuse me! Oh, that cough! <laughs> what is your ultimate holiday? I realize there's a lot of other holidays in December other than Christmas, but, you know, the kind of the go-to movie is, what is your favorite Christmas movie? But what is your favorite holiday December must-see movie? Hey, maybe Candy Cane Lane. Maybe Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> And you would answer those questions at our fun and friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. And that's also a safe place where you can go and just ask your questions. No one's going to make fun of you for being a newbie or an oldie or whatever kind of bee. Right. A fun place to be on Facebook. It can be questions that you kind of need some assistance with, or it can be fun questions like, hey, I want to watch a movie. What should I see? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get a bunch of answers about favorite Absolutely. holiday movies. Holiday movies. And do you know that once a week we send out a newsletter that is absolutely free? That's crazy right we have links to stories and videos and podcasts and things that we think will help you get the most of your rv experience yeah and to sign up for it all you have to do is visit stresslesscamping.com and either under the hamburger menu or if it's your first time there welcome you'll get a pop-up that'll invite you to join our virtual family and know that of course we never share your information we never spam you we just send one email a week period end of story that's all we got. If you need to look up all the links for all the fun gadgets that we talked about this week, check out the notes for this episode 232 on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. And that's also where you'll find our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. So some of those episode notes are going to go right to the <laughs> deals and discounts <laughs> page. Yes, they will. By the way, if there aren't enough deals and discounts on there for you and you know that there's one that we're missing, please let us know and we will do our best to get it on our page. You bet we will. And of course, we are in all the social places and you can start at stresslesscamping.com. From there, jump off and find us out in the social world. Don't forget that if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast, it's free. It is free to subscribe on any podcast catcher, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And of course, a review will help others find this podcast. And the more people who find us, the more great guests and deals we are able to get for you. So if you haven't left a review, 
boy, we sure appreciate those. And if you have, another way you can help us is by sharing the things that you might find at stressescamping.com. And in the newsletter, we show you how to do that. It's just easy. Well, that's what we have for you this week. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And Stressless Camping! We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Blender. 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 <laughs>